Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, Bud Steffen, Helvia Allman, Gene Vanderpile, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly join us in a moment. Here's a bargain in floor wax that's really special. Right now at your dealers, you can get Johnson's self-polishing glow coat in giant cans that give you one-third more wax at no increase in price. You'll recognize these giant cans instantly. They're specially labeled. They're one-third taller. But most important, they contain one-third more glow coat, and there's no increase in price. There's one and a third pints in the giant pint, one and a third quarts in the giant quart. But you pay nothing extra for the extra wax. You get one-third more glow coat at no increase in price. Yes, and remember, it's the new glow coat, the self-polishing, bright, shining glow coat that now lasts up to four times longer because it's positively water-repellent. Remember this, too. The offer is for a limited time only, so hurry. Get Johnson's water repellent glow coat in the special giant cans tomorrow at your dealers. The theme song of a happy marriage is the refrain from criticism, which explains why Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista confines her remarks to simple comments as her big shot husband answers the phone at the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. Hello, McGee, chairman of the annual 1950 Whistle Vista Elk Club benefit dinner and dance at the Elk Club at 14th and Oak Streets at 8 p.m. tonight, Black Tie Committee speaking. You forgot the weather forecast for your sleeve length, Jerry. Quiet, kiddo. This is important. Oh, hello, Ned. I've been trying to get you all morning, Ned. You usually raise Ned with much less effort. Quiet. Look, Ned, I'm going to need about a hundred folding chairs. <laughs> yeah, the most uncomfortable ones you got, Ned. We don't want people sitting around all evening. We want them to dance. Huh? That's okay, Ned. Cost is no object. Just keep it under ten bucks. <laughs> thanks, Ned. Now, hand me that list, will you, kiddo? i got to check off some of these items. Now, thanks. Now, let me see. I don't think I've seen you quite so busy since we went camping and you laid your sleeping bag over an anthill. <laughs> well, this is a lot of responsibility. I'm in charge of the whole fracas, you know. Yes. It's up to me to see that we give everybody the minimum of fun at a maximum of expense. <laughs> hmm? You're off to a great start, dearie. Yes. You've got Minnie and Maxie dancing backwards already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, let me see. Oh, oh here. My buffet and refreshments. My ushers. My balloons and decorations. My... Oh, Dad's at it. Don't people realize that some people have important work to do? There are some people who have never even suspected you of it, sweetheart. <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, daughter. Hello, Johnny. What you busy doing? Something? <laughs> 
I am merely in complete charge of the most important social affair of the 1950 season, is that all? No kidding, boy. Yeah. You handling the billiard tournament at Maloney's pool room? <laughs> no, Mr. Oldtimer, he's chairman of the committee for the big annual dance at the Elks Club. You betcha. I'm responsible for the entertainment, the grub, and the whole shindig. Shindig, eh? I never knew the meaning of the word, kid, till the first time I went dancing with Bessie. Oh, Time I got home, my shins were so dug, I looked like I'd try to kick my way through a barbed wire fence. <laughs> Bessie's kind of a violent dancer, being hillbilly raised. When she starts throwing them open-toed army boots around in an alamon left, it takes a strong-built hail off to hold all the refugees. <laughs> well, this is not a square dance, Mr. Oldtimer. It's formal. Not a gingham in the gang. <laughs> Invited a lot of big names, too, Oldtimer. <laughs> Send him telegram. Yes, he just got an answer from General Eisenhower, Mr. Oldtimer. He can't be here. Yeah. <laughs> he has to stay after school. <laughs> you an elf, Oldtimer? No, I ain't, Johnny boy. Tried John once, but when my name come up, I got so many black balls, it looked like two pounds of licorice bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably don't do these modern dances anyway. Yes, I do, daughter. Yes, I do. <laughs> Windy Hop, Walls, Wolf Crock. You mean Fox Trot. <laughs> Ask the girls, Johnny. Ask the girls. <laughs> I also do the hottest lumber in town, kid. Know how I learned it? No, but if it's a good method, I'd like McGee to try it. He rumbles like his hip pockets were full of nitroglycerin. <laughs> How'd you learn the rumble, old-timer? Oh, it was a cinch, Johnny. Yeah? Took some slow-motion pictures of a wet dog shaking itself dry. <laughs> took me three weeks before I could do it standing on my hind legs, but I've done it. <laughs> Better get busy, kiddo. Got to check up on my refreshment. What are you serving? That's not settled yet. I give Bill Murphy, the caterer, the amount of dough I wanted to spend, plus the estimated number of people, and I let him figure out a menu. With what result? Well, he says for that many people and for that much money, he could give everybody two hard rolls and a cup of coffee if they brought their own cream and sugar. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. You hope. I hope. <laughs> I better call him. Hand me the phone, will you? Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me Bill Murphy, the caterer at 14th and... Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, her again. How's every little thing, Mert? It is, eh? What's that, Mert? Your brother in South America lost three fingers in an earthquake. Oh, heavenly days, how terrible. Oh, no, it wasn't. He, he was pouring himself a hot buttered root beer at the time and lost three fingers of it. <laughs> he had plenty more. What's that, Mert? No, well, it's getting along toward the end of the season. We'll... <laughs> okay, I'll try again next week, Mert. Goodbye. Well, uh, McGee, who is working on the decorations? Well, I got Ollie working on them. Now, let me see. Oh, come in. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble. Do come in, Doctor. Hello, Molly. And now you're coming along with the dance arrangements for tonight, Egg Face. <laughs> Everything's copacetic, medicine ball. <laughs> I was just about to leave for the Elk Club to take personal charge of the finishing kahatches. Well, I can understand that. Anything you touch is soon finished. I assume you're coming to the dance, Doctor. And whom are you escorting? He's probably bringing some distant relative, Molly. Anybody that dances with him has to do it at a distance. As a matter of fact, Molly, I'm going stag tonight. Really? Oh? Yes, just as sure as I take a lady to a dance and we're waltzing dreamily in a dim corner... 
Some lemonhead taps me on the shoulder and tells me there's an emergency appendectomy waiting at the hospital. Oh. So I jump into a cab, dash to the operating room, scrub my hands and say, may I cut in? <laughs> Well, there's one good thing about you leaving, Doctor. It makes room for three small couples. <laughs> Ever see him in his rented tuxedo, Molly? He looks like a pendant with a glandular disturbance. <laughs> oh, now, McGee, personally, I think the doctor looks very handsome in his dinner jacket. Well, thank you, my dear. I look at least as well as he does. He wears evening clothes with the embarrassed air of an out-of-work saxophone player sneaking into a hock shop. <laughs> Well, for your information, Bellbottom, I was raised in dinner clothes. All my family wore tails every night at dinner. Uh, wore them? Yeah. Wore them? You mean they hung by them when they ate their bananas? Billy Mills, the orchestra, and Sandy and Kate. suggested that earlier, bud. The menu's already made up. Now, let me see. I got a... Uh, got any more answers from honorary guests, McGee? Like President Truman? No, I ain't heard from Harry, but I got a wire from Elizabeth Arden. Heavenly days. What'd she say? Says she can't make up her mind. Why not? Hasn't developed any makeup for that yet. <laughs> Come on now, boys. Let's snap into it. 
Get them chairs set around the walls there. Get... Yes, bud? You Mr. McGee? Yes, he is, son. Telegram. Well, I'm very busy now, boy, so let's have it. Yes, sir. It's from Washington, D.C., addressed to Silver McGee, Chairman Elks Club Dance, Blissful Vista. Oh. It's a singing telegram. Oh. oh, what fun. I'm so glad they're back. Go ahead, Sonny. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'd like to swing it at your club, but I guess it's only human. So many clubs are swung at me, sincerely, Harry Truman. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? You going to answer it, McGee? Well, certainly. Take an answer, bud. Yes, sir. To Harry S. Truman, White House, Washington, D.C. Too bad you couldn't come tonight. I wish I'd known it sooner. Uh, yeah. The Elks would not have spent ten bucks for a good tea and a tuner. <laughs> I'll charge that to the Elks Club, bud. All right, boys, get to work there. Yeah, I got plenty to do yet. Hey, you. Hey, you with a hammer. Give me the hammer. Me with a hammer, McGee? Oh, McGee, it's Oli. Hello, Mrs. Now, make it snappy with them decorations, Oli. And not too much of the green and blue crepe paper. Too Christmassy. Use more purple and, and orange. Look, McGee, maybe you don't know it, but to me, orange and red, green and purple have one thing in common. They're all gray. I'm colorblind. Seventy <laughs> days. Are you really, Oli? Sure, I'm really, Oli. Just because I got dirty... <laughs> Just because I got dirty face from working, you don't reorganize me? <laughs> she means, are you really colorblind, Oli? Is it hereditary? Oh, no, I don't catch it from somebody. I'm born with it. <laughs> That's how when I'm used to little kid, my mama gets me to eat all my mashed up turnips. She told me it's lime sherbet. <laughs> Sure, but now I can't eat lime sherbet. It tastes like mashed soap <laughs> Well, never mind that, Oli. Who you got blowing up the balloons? We got to have at least 300 balloons blew up, you know. Then I, I started doing it myself, McGee. But I got so short-wasted, I had to quit. <laughs> Smoke too much, maybe. Sure, maybe. I inhale for 25 years and forget how to blow out. <laughs> Lars, my kid over there in the corner, with a bicycle pump. Oh? He blows them up for five cents a dozen. Five cents a dozen? Why, my gosh, only my budget won't stand for an item like that. Tell him we can only pay two cents a dozen. Okay, McGee. Yeah. Hey, little Lars, McGee says the neck of the dozen is too much. Pays only two cents. <coughs> what you say about that, little Lars? Oh, hey! What's the joke? Hey! I'll pay. And money well blown, I'd say. <laughs> now, then, only get them decorations up fast. Then wax the dance floor, get some boys for the parking lot, polish the doorknobs, clean sand in the ash stands, fresh flowers Just on the... Just a minute, McGee. Huh? Look, I'm janitor here till 5 o'clock. Yeah? I don't fall for only work your brains out for no extra wages. So don't raise your tonsil to me, McGee. I'm just donating my time. <laughs> Good old Ollie, always kidding. <laughs> All right, boys, hop to it now. And who said to put them palm trees over there? You did. Hmm. I did? Well, they look pretty good there. Don't move. All right, fellas, let's all get back to work now. Set them tables up against the north wall over there. Now then, I want the coffee urns on this end, see? Fine, McGee. Just a whim. But that's the way you got to handle people, kiddo. You do? Yep. Take your whims loud enough, and they'll think you spend hours working them out. 
That's why I always say hi, Junior. Hello, Miss Wilcox. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Busy place you're running here. Everything pretty well set for the dance? Yes, Junior. Everything is under control. Molly, save a dance for Junior here. He's a bum dancer, but it's good company relations. <laughs> I think Mr. Wilcox is a good dancer, McGee. Yeah? He has only one fault on the dance floor. Gee, Molly, how do I do wrong? Talk. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> About Johnson's water repellent glow coat. Yeah, but gee, I'm My goodness, to... Mr. Wilcox, I know all about Johnson's glow coat. I know how much work it saves. How it leaves no dingy streaks after repeated damp mopping. You don't have to tell me that it stays on and stays bright. I know it's definitely water repellent. Yes, but this new big offer of the giant can that we're making all over she the country. She knows country. that too, Junior. She knows that. <laughs> we don't go on here week after week for cornflakes, you know. <laughs> well, sure, but gee whiz. Please, Mr. Wilcox. Now, when you dance with me tonight, just hum or something. Yeah. Or just be quiet. Whistle. <laughs> I know all about how we can now get a pint and a third of water repellent glow coat for the price of a pint, and a quart and a third for the price of a quart. I know it's a sensational offer, and I know the dealers have it all ready for us right now. I've already bought some. I hope Uncle Dennis knows about that quart and a third for the price of a quart. With <laughs> his thirst, boy, he... Well, Molly... <laughs> Molly, I'll only say two things tonight. Shall we? And thank you. <laughs> you also say, oh, excuse me a few times if you dance like you usually do. <laughs> Where'd you learn to hop anyway, Junior? Well, I taught myself, pal. Yeah. When I lived in Omaha as a kid, we had very cold winters. Yeah, I know that country up there, Junior. Five months of winter and seven months of poor sleighing. <laughs> oh, it isn't that bad, pal. But on cold winter nights, my mother used to put my little shoes by the stove. Oh, how cute. And when I put them on in the morning, they were so hot, I jumped around like Betty Hutton. And that's how I learned to dance. See you tonight, Molly. So long, pal. Thank you. Now, now. Let me look at my list here. And see how do you do, sir? Huh? I know you're busy, but if you're the owner of a 1937 automobile with I'm a... sorry, sir. Uh, this is no time to sell my husband a new car. I should say not, bud. I'm busy getting this club ready for a dance tonight. This is urgent. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Urgent? <laughs> You must work for a collection agency. I get so many letters with your name on them that I... <laughs> My name ain't urgent. My name is McGee. I'm chairman of the committee. You an help the bud? <laughs> no, I'm just a man. <laughs> These are not antlers. They're cowlicks. Well, I have a terrible time with them. I... Uh, look, sir. <laughs> Whatever your name is... Uh, McDonald. My mother was a McPherson. Scott? Please, with plain one. <laughs> You'll join me, I hope. She means your mother. Well, she's away back in Aberdeen, sir, but if you'll seal it in a paper cup, oh. we can mail it to her. We were referring to your ancestry. Are you a Scotsman? Yes, I am, Mrs. Urgent. In fact, uh, my family, my family came from the same part of Scotland as the great entertainer, the late Sir Harry, uh, Sir Harry... Louder. I say my family came from the same part of this out. And if you don't mind, my name is not Mrs. Urgent. No. Oh, excuse me. What is your maiden name, madam? Uh, McGee. Huh? I was talking this to... <laughs> What do you mean you were talking to him? This is silly. His name ain't McGee. 
It's ridiculous. I thought you said it was McDonald's. You, you know, I find it very confusing to talk to you people. And I first came in here to tell you that if you drive a 1937... Hay Buster. Yes, a 1937 Hay Buster. Now, just a minute, please. This is getting a little out of hand. Just what was it you wanted, sir? Are you a car salesman? No, madam. I'm just a passerby. But if Mr. Urgent here... McGee! What do you want? I'm just directing <laughs> I was about to say, madam, that if Mr. Your husband, this man here, drives a 1937 hay buster, it's at the bottom of the hill being washed. Bottom of the hill? How'd it get there? And who's washing it? You didn't set your brake, sir, and it rolled down the hill and broke off a fire hydrant, and it's washing itself. <laughs> if I were you, Mr. Urgent... McGee, it's our car. Oh, come on, my gosh. Why didn't I... The King's Man with Betty Wan sing Deary. Deary, let's look at the old family album a while. Deary, you remember when we walked to the Caesar Band? I wasn't the music grand. Chowder parties down by the seashore every fourth of July. Your memory, my dearie. Do you recall when Gilbert Grace did the Jimmy Shake? There was a San Francisco quake. Dearie, life was dearie. When the good old days gone by. Do you remember? Yes, I remember well. Dearie, you're much older than I. Shadow. <laughs> what 
What is that delicious perfume you're wearing? <laughs> Why, this uh, is... Because it reminds me so much of when I was a little girl down on the farm. The new mown hay, the clover blossoms, the little house uh, where we smoked the ham. <laughs> My dear, did your husband actually... Oh, hi, girl. Oh, hello, Got here just in time. Well, I guess everything's under control. Ballroom looks pretty good, don't it? But that's the way things turn out, if you got an eye for detail. <laughs> hey, before I forget it, Molly, if I get thirsty tonight, you hold my root beer glass, will you? Hold your glass for you, why? I gotta keep both hands free from meeting people. But Turby brought over a couple of big shots a while ago, and I tried to shake hands with a root beer in my fist and like to drown the exalted ruler. Seems like that don't help. Oh, there you are, McGee. Hello again, Molly. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Isn't this a wonderful party? Yes, I hope you're saving me a dance. <laughs> I like to dance. Uh, incidentally, McGee. <laughs> Several people have asked uh, me about your... Hey, Herman, run over and see if the Mrs. Grand Exalted Ruler would like a sandwich or something. Snap to it, Herman. Okay. Hey, Joe, move them chairs back, boy. Isn't okay. he the big executive, Mr. Mayor? I haven't heard so much whip-cracking since Mule Train went over the hill. <laughs> Well, he's done a fine job on this dance, Molly. Everybody's proud of it. Why, Chuck, there's nothing any red-blooded American boy couldn't have done. He had my executive ability and my crust. There's many good friends as I've lost today. Incidentally, what I wanted to ask Just you is about the... Hey, hey, move. move them baskets of flowers there. Put them up by the bandstand, will you? Why? What do you want them up there for? So they won't wilt, that's why. Put them in front of the brass section so the breeze will keep them fresh. You've got to think of everything. That's why this... Uh, look, 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 McGee, everybody is quite anxious to start dancing. I, you know, I, I certainly am, Mr. Mayor. Well, the orchestra seems to be a little late for some reason. I thought you ought to check, McGee. Whose orchestra did you hire, incidentally? Uh, just a minute, Latrell. Yeah. Molly. Yes? Molly, get the car started and bring it around to the alley. Quick. I'll meet you at the back door. The car? But what do you want well, to... Don't ask questions. Quick, kiddo. Get the car. What's the matter? Did you forget something? Yeah. I forgot to hire an orchestra. <laughs> Quick, get the car, kiddo. Bibber and Molly return in a moment. One third more wax for every penny you spend. That's what you can get right now if you ask for Johnson's water repellent glow coat on sale at your dealers now in special giant cans. You'll get one and a third pints in the giant pint can, one and a third quarts in the giant quart can, and there's no increase in price. That's one third more wax for every penny you spend. It's the bargain of the year in self-polishing, water repellent, floor protection. Don't delay. Get the floor wax you need to brighten and protect your floors for spring. Get one third more floor wax at no increase in price. Get Johnson's Glow Coat tomorrow at your dealers in the special Giant Can. Pretty successful dance, eh, kiddo? Oh, it was wonderful, McGee. Yeah. And that marvelous orchestra. Yeah. How did you ever get Ted Weems on such short notice? <laughs> Just looked in the paper, seen what time he was on, and tuned him in. <laughs> Saved a lot of dough, too. Well, it was a fine idea. Yeah. A formal dance with music by radio. Mm. How do you ever think of such things? Well, my mind works pretty fast. Especially when 10 or 12 club members corner me in a cloakroom and start rolling up their sleeves. <laughs> Pack my bag, will you, Tootsie? I'm taking a little trip. Business? Health. 
Good night. Good night, all. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Phil McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? It's a wonderful feeling on a bright spring day to drive down the street in an automobile that really shines. And whether your car's new or old, it can have a shine you'll be proud of if you spend just a little time to go over it tomorrow with Johnson's Car New. Carnew is the wonderful wax-fortified auto polish that cleans and polishes in one application. It cleans as you rub it on, cuts through traffic tarnish and road film that water won't touch. It polishes as you wipe it off, leaves your car shining like new. And your car shines brighter because Carnew cleans cleaner. Get Johnson's wax-fortified Carnew at your dealers. Rub it on, wipe it off. That's all you do with Carnew. Next, Steve Wilson combats crime in Big Town on NBC.